0: Hello and welcome to Journeys in Grace. My name is Eric Hubbard. I want to thank you for joining us today as we go into the Word of God and continue our series on the inner me. And first of all, to give you a couple of ways to reach out to us, first by mail at uh, Post Office Box 4473, Marietta, Georgia 30061, or by email at Pastor Eric 523 at gmail.com. That's Pastor Eric number 523 at gmail.com. And again, I just want to, as we go through the next few weeks, just get to know that you can also um, have this or listen to this uh, podcast on um, Apple, uh, on Google, Spotify, which is the main um, platform and also on Amazon podcast as well. So join us and tell somebody else if you enjoy it. Let somebody else know uh, where you can find this uh, this podcast. And I hope and pray that it is a blessing not only to you, but also to them. So again, we're going to continue on in our series here about the inner me. And the reason why I uh, began this series is because I believe, it's, as everything is, it's so important that we know not only the image, which is the first thing we talked about, about what God has formed on us on the inside, what he's, what that the man, that the spirit on the inside of us is what God has, what is saved today. That's your new man. And we'll talk a little bit about that today as we get into this, uh, this subject. And we're talking about, again, about the inner me and we'll, be, uh, we'll focus today on our stand. But that image just inside of us, which was the first teaching, is what has been formed in us. And that forming comes, as uh, Romans 1 and 2 talks about, how that we must be transformed by the renewing of our mind and for Christ to be formed in us. We must take on him. We must eat him. We must consume him. And you know, we're talking about the, we're talking about the word of God. Paul not only described the word of God as milk. He says as children desire to send, sell milk of the word. And later on, he talked to the uh, people of the Christian church and told them that uh, there's a time that you should be teaching. You should be eating meat. He said, but you have digressed and you should, now it looks like though you should be on milk because they were not mature. And that's what Paul, that's what meat is for. Meat is for a mature Christian, those who have gotten beyond the principal doctrines of Christ and no longer arguing about baptisms and the laying on of hands and whether healing is for us today and and those things, that's still on the elementary stage. But when you begin to progress into the spirit and learn about who you are and what God has, how he has positioned us to succeed, he has positioned us to walk as, 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 as men and women in Christ, as sons. And again, that's not gender specific. That's about sons. That sons is what I spoke about a little bit last week about how that we all have first son privileges and that firstborn son privileges, meaning that we are under the blessing of God. And and as I now begin to go into a little bit of recap about last week, how that the if we read over in I believe it's Genesis 27, how that Jacob had gotten the blessing from his father, Isaac. He took it, matter of fact, because it belonged to his brother Esau. But however, Esau, through his greediness for food and his uh, uh, unconcern for the blessing, Jason, J- uh, Jacob was able to connive him out of it and leave, then even uh, uh, trick his dad, dad into believing that he was Esau. He took the blessing from his, from, his, uh, from his brother. And when his brother came into the room and he talked to his dad and said, I'm ready to be blessed. He said, no, I've already blessed you. Your blessing is going out the door with your brother, Jacob. And then we went on and talked a little bit about Joseph, how that Joseph had the blessing or the anointing. It was it was given to him. Joseph was not the first son of uh, of Jacob, but uh, but he was the firstborn son of his mother, Rachel. And it goes on down um, yeah, about from, from Rachel. And as you go on and read that uh, read that account, how that, that how that God blessed him. It said that when when, when, uh, Joseph was in prison, he was a blessed man. When he was a, uh, a slave, he was a blessed man. And of course, as God elevated him, he took him from stage to stage, from place to place. Joseph kept his integrity because he knew who he was. And he remembered the teaching of his grandfather and of his father and how that this word was going to come to pass on him because he was favored by God. And we, of course, know the end of that story was how that Joseph became the second ruler in Egypt, how he brought, uh, went back and his father discovered he wasn't dead. And he brought all Israel down to Egypt for a time and into Goshen. And they were able to get there, dwell, flourish. And God brought them out with a mighty hand. And if we continue on with that story, it goes not only from it went to uh, the sons of the 12 sons of Jacob and how he would bless them. But God put it upon the whole nation, and how that the favor and the grace of God covered that nation, even though they were under the law. God remembered His word that He gave to Abraham, how that His His seed was going to be as the stars of the heaven, or as the grains that by the sea so grains of sand by the seashore, because God had a He put a promise on him, and His word, as He said in eighty nine thirty four, He said, "My covenant will I not break, nor alter the things that have gone out of my lips." Because every word of God is a promise. God may change his method, but he will not change his word. Because his word is who he is. He is the word, and the word is God. And so as we go next to the next favorite song, we get to the we get to the first Adam. And we see how that in Saint Luke uh, uh, first and second chapter how the Lord spoke to Joseph and to Mary and told them about the blessing. Remember, before it was just on uh Abraham and then to Isaac and then to uh, uh, Jacob and then on further to uh, Joseph and his brethren, and, and then he up, got upon the whole nation and now the blessing came. See, Jesus didn't need a blessing, the people he put on him because he was the blessing. Jesus was the blessing because when Mary, again, when Mary and Joseph were told about the coming babe, about the coming Lord, they told Mary, said, how blessed you are. He said, how blessed art thou among women. Why? Because she was going to be used and she was going to carry the savior of the world. And so now we're going to go over to the book of St. John and we're going to talk now that Jesus has grown. That babe that was prophesied to Mary and Joseph, he was grown. Jesus was around 30 years of age and now he's been questioned by one of the Pharisees. So we're going to go again to St. John, the third chapter. We're going to start reading about that around the second verse. And this is when the Lord is talking to Nicodemus. I'm going to uh, read this paraphrase a little bit because we got a lot to cover today. And I believe this is going to be the last teaching unless, uh, unless we don't get through this. But what I'm, again, what we're talking about today is our state. And what I mean by our state is knowing that although we are in the world, Jesus said we are not of it. Matter of fact, we are citizens of heaven. If you go and read in the, in, in the book of Hebrews, it talks about how that Abraham and Sarah they looked for a city. They looked for a city that was, although God gave them Canaan, they were looking for that city that was not made with hands, a city that was made by God. And there was a promise given to them by faith. And that's what they look for. And so now as we begin to read about how Jesus began to talk to not only his people there, he's talking to Nicodemus who's a Pharisee. He's letting them know that there's something more than what you see. And see, many of us, even in the body of Christ, we've gotten saved and, you know, we, we, we enjoy this life in Christ, but we have to become more inside minded than outside minded. And what do I mean by that? I mean that we have become more spiritual minded and spiritual means that now I'm going to, I'm going to focus my life on obeying God and allowing the spirit, the spirit of God, which comes with salvation. It comes into me and now I've got to attune myself. And how do I get in tune with God? First, I submit myself to His will, and I also am washed. I am clean. I am molded into that, into that image that God wants me to be by the Word of God. So let's read now in the book of John, uh, second chapter. We're going to start reading around uh, John, first chapter rather, John 3 and 2. It says, The same came to Jesus by night, talking about Nicodemus, and said to him, Rabbi, we know you are a teacher from God. For no man can do these miracles except God be with him. Third verse, Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. See, Jesus uh, immediately began to, began to take him to another level. And see, that's what, if you want to go to another level, that's talking about taking you to, an, to another uh, uh, place of and not only uh, another level of revelation. Because you've got to have the information to be given into you. And then that wisdom, that knowledge that you can receive it. See, the spirit of God will give you revelation that's in this Bible. You may not have a theological or a seminary degree, but if you have the Holy Spirit and you become a student of the word, you will reach the level that God has intended for you to do. You will reach your there as we uh, talked a few months ago about how that the Lord instructed Elijah and he had to go to his there so that, he, so that the ravens could feed him. Then he had to leave his there and go to a new there where the widow woman also fed him. And see, this is where God is commanding us to be today is that we are led by the spirit and that we arrived in our there and we wait on the, knowing that the provision of God is where our there is. If you will walk by faith, you will obey the scripture and you'll be led by the scripture through humility and listening, then you will arrive at your there. You say, how do you know, preacher? Scripture says, he that began a good work in you shall finish it unto the day of Jesus Christ. The Lord is gonna finish that work that he began in in your life, whether you got saved yesterday or 50 years ago. He made a promise that he that began a good work in you is going to finish it without doubt. God you when when either you by death or by rapture, whenever your time comes, you will be ready if you stay with God. So he goes on to say in uh John 3, 4, Nicodemus said, Our "Lord, he said, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter his mother's womb a second uh uh in mother's womb a second time, brethren, to his mother's womb and be born?" And Jesus said, Again, in the fifth verse, except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. And then he goes on to say in the last verse, will we that that which is born of flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit, meaning that we all were born by woman when we came into the world. You had to put on flesh to be legal in this world. If you are spirit, you are not legal. Whenever we leave this world, when, when all, all the, when, when the great apostles left, when your preachers left, when, when moms and dads leave this world, you now have more, if you're a believer, you now have more authority in this world than Paul did. Paul doesn't have a, a legal right to, to operate in this world. Now, yes, we have his words, we have his letters, but however, as far as operating in this world, you have the authority because you have flesh. You have flesh in this world. But however, we being in flesh, we must be moved by the spirit and that newborn spirit. I'm talking about the spirit of God. And that's what I talked about earlier about uh, being about inside minded, knowing that if I can, con- I, we connect with God through the spirit. And we read on again, the sixth verse, it says that which is born of flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. And what was Jesus talking about? He was talking about that new man. That new man that is, that is created in all of us at the time of salvation. And I'm going to get over here in the book of, uh, I believe it's the book of 1 Corinthians. I think it's sec- no, 2 Corinthians 5.17. It begins to talk about uh, the creation of the new creation that God does for every newborn believer. The 2 Corinthians 5.17. He says, therefore, if any man, and that's woman too, if any man be in Christ. That's our state. We are in Christ right now. If you are a believer, you are in Christ. And not only that, you are in heaven. I am in heaven. We now have access to the heavens because we are in Christ. And right now, if you are a believer on this earth, Christ is in you, the spirit of God. As I've said multiple times, we don't have a spirit. We have the spirit of God abiding on the, inside, on the inside of us. He's the one on the inside of us. He is the one, the very Holy Spirit, that has the ability that, and, and that gives us that eternal life. God did not recreate a sinful spirit. If you are born again, you don't have a sinful spirit. The old man is dead with his deeds. That, that, that spirit we got at, at birth, when we were born into the world, we all were born with the spirit of Adam. And we know our father, Adam, had a sinful spirit. He had a fleshly spirit. When he fell, we all, everybody that came after Adam, had that sinful nature. But when we were born again, we, we are here in uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is what? A new creature. Now I've got a new spirit. I possess a soul and I live in my body. In my new spirit, I am holy and entire. I'm complete in him. Everything that Jesus is, I am. Everything that that Jesus is, you are. And just to go a, a little further, if you go to 1 John 4, 17, it says that as he is, so are we in this world. As Jesus is right now in the heavens, so are you in your spirit? I did not say your soul and flesh, your sins, Jesus, because your soul must be what your soul must be. Uh, uh you must be changed, and the soul, in your which is your mind, will, and emotion, must must now become subject to God through the Word of God. We must be conformed to this world. Some I've heard the example given how that a um uh, a butterfly. It's transformed. It goes from a larvae, uh, and and, and it wrap, it's wrapped up in that cocoon for a time, and then after so many weeks or months, time, as time passes, that same ugly uh, uh, larvae comes out. It looked like a worm when it went in, but it's not a, a larvae. is not a worm, but it's a it's a it's as it sits in there. The time and the seasons change for that larvae, and then a beautiful butterfly comes out. Because it went through a metamorphosis. It went through a transformation. And this is what happens to the soul because when the soul is exposed to the word and then it becomes subject to the spirit because the spirit is already a new man. He's whole and entire, wanting nothing. Your spirit needs nothing. But what your mind, will, and emotion needs, it needs the revelation of God. And so when your spirit who's complete agrees with your uh, and your soul comes in agreement with your uh with your spirit now it's two against one because your flesh is gonna obey whomever has control it'll always be two against one until we all are taken away and when Jesus comes back to the earth. Before our teaching today is that we're gonna concentrate on who we are on this earth. And right now every believer that has knowledge of it has the power of God, the love of God on the inside of them. We have Christ himself. And not only are we in this earth with Christ in us, we also sit in heaven in him with the ability to enjoy all the privileges that God has given Christ in the heavens. When he defeated Satan, I defeated Satan. When he died on the cross, I died on the cross. I didn't die. He died. Let's read that. Let's read that in uh, the book of Galatians 2.20. See if I can pull it up real quick. This is the book of Galatians. Just write this one down. You don't have to find it real quick. Galatians 2.20. It says, I am crucified with Christ. Now, we know when when Jesus was crucified on on the cross, he died. He goes on to say, nevertheless, I live. Christ was crucified and he died. But every believer, if you are on this on this earth now and you are a believer, you were crucified with him because you were in him. And because you were in him, that's that's why we are able to say he took my sins. Why? Because he took all sins on the cross. And if he didn't take your sins, then he doesn't have your sins now because Jesus is not going to die again. Christ died once, saith the scripture, and he dieth no more. He will never go back to the cross. He will never be crucified again. So we now are crucified with him. He died, but he died for me. He died as me. He took all of my sins, past, present, and future sins. Things that I haven't even done. Jesus Jesus died for. He took them and he died. But yet not I. And complete that 20th verse, it says, yet not I. But Christ does what? He lives in me. That's why I said earlier the Spirit of God is in every believer. The Spirit of God is in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh because I've got authority. I'm Jesus on the earth. You're Jesus on the earth. We are His representatives, His ambassadors. We have been authorized because on the earth, everybody wants an authorized dealer. When you buy your new appliances or your car, or whatever, and you go back for repairs, or you know, if you want a, a Mercedes or a Toyota or a Ford or a Chevy, and something happened to it, you want to go back to the dealer because they are authorized. They are authorized dealer to deal to 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 repair or to fix whatever's wrong with that car or to replace whatever is needed for that car. The authorized dealer has genuine parts. Jesus has the genuine, he is the genuine word. So whenever we take our life, whenever we take our issues to him, he has the genuine word for us. For he said what? In Matthew, he said, my words, they are what? Spirit and they are life. They are the genuine fix for us because we are in him. He is in us and we now dwell with God on the inside of us. All right, so let's keep going now. We, we, uh, we are in Matthew in Matthew 6, I'm sorry, in Matthew 3 through 6, and how Jesus told him that we must be born again. So now let's go, let's take another step. Let's go to the book of Romans chapter 8, and we're going to see how that Paul begins to talk to uh, the Romans about who they are and what we have as been believers in Christ and how that our our state now is not the old the old sinful nature. We're not the old. I'm not the old Eric. The one might cuss you out. Might, might, lie, might lie to you. Might get angry at you. Might, might, might tell you off. You're not the old you. You're not the, the sinful you. You look the same. You may be the same height. You may be the same weight. But the inside man and that state that you are is that you are an ambassador of Christ. You are a son of God with firstborn privileges. You are the beloved of God. And there's nothing Satan can do to take it away from you. The only thing he can do is try to connive you out of the benefits that you already have. He's defeated. As far as a believer is concerned, he's defeated on every front. No matter what he brings up against you, the remedy has already been given. What we have to do is is to take the remedy. You know how sometimes you you may be feeling bad in your body or you may be hungry or whatever? Doesn't it feel good to go home or go to the restaurant and your food is already there? It's already prepared. You just have to sit down to a hot meal so you can enjoy yourself and be satisfied. Well, that's the same way. You know, you you can you know you if you think about it, you come into your house and your uh, your your your, uh, your spouse has prepared a meal, or they bar, or they are uh, they grilled, or whatever the case may be, and you can smell it driving up into the driveway. You can smell it uh, as you enter into the front door, and you know something good. Your favorite meal is waiting on you. That is what Jesus has done. He has prepared the best for you, the best for me. You can you should be able to smell it in and, and spiritually. You split the smell and say, look, look what God has something good for me. And I'm going to enjoy it by faith. So going on talking about the inside man. This is uh, the book of Romans, 8th chapter, 5th verse. He says, for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. Why? Because they are outside minded. They are outside minded. When you're outside minded, that means you're more concerned with what you can see, taste, feel, smell, and feel. You are so wrapped up in what's on the news? What's going on with the economy? What's going on with my job? What's happening in my marriage? What's, 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 uh, look, I, I, you know, I, I can't sleep now. Uh, All these things, all these uh, cares will choke the very life out of you. And I'm talking about physically. They'll work on your mental until it seeps into your physical. Because everything you see in the natural came from the spiritual. It came from things that you can't see. Everything in this earth is made up of of things that you can't see. They're called atoms, neutrons and and electrons that that, that form the bread you eat, the car you drive, the clothes you wear. There are atoms in them. And so what I'm talking to you about is that what, what drives us and fuels us is our spirit. Whenever the spirit leaves the body, the body drops to the ground like a sack of dirt because the spirit has left. So what I'm we're focused on today is, is our state. Our state, our, our, our place in God and what, what God has put within us, knowing that we are the citizens and ambassadors of heaven. We are the sons of God. We have an image on the inside of us. That's if we will allow the word of God, we, we will be whole and healthy. Nothing missing, nothing broken on the inside because we are allowed the word of God and we meditate on it and allow it to be formed on the inside of us. So this us a little bit more here in Romans. Then we're going to move forward. And he said in this, in the, uh, in the sixth verse, he says, for the carnal mind is dead. The carnal mind is dead but the spiritual minded is life and peace. So he says, all those who are outside minded, they're concerned about all the issues and where's the economy going and war here and war, rumors of wars there. And, you know, got floods out West fires. You know, there were fires in the summer. Now there are floods. It's so much water before it was so much, uh, uh, uh so many, fl- so many fires started up. So, oh, would it rain? Now It's flooding. In the, in, the, in the east, and in, in the upper east, it's 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 cold and ice and snow and you know, in, in, in the south is you know is, is 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 tornadoes and things of that nature. All of these things they can they can wear you down if you become outside minded rather than taking all of our cares and casting them on them, on Jesus. Giving things to Christ. Say, Lord, I trust you. Yes, you keep going to work. Yes, you keep getting up every day. You take your word and meditate on it. You thank him for, what, for all the protection he's given you. You pray over your, over your, over your spouse and your children. Over your, over your, uh, if you're single, you pray and you talk to the father and, and thank him for taking care of you. I don't care if you work in the roughest neighborhood. If it, it, God has the ability to keep you wherever you are. Whether you're in prison, you're in the hospital, whether you're overseas, whether you're in college, whether you're uh, 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 in a new job or a new new state or a new country, wherever you are, the Lord is able to keep you. The Lord is able to keep you, lead you and guide you into all truth. He will lead you into your place uh, to your there if you will allow him to. And that's what he spoke to, was speaking to uh, Nicodemus. To Nicodemus, there is a new way. As I said earlier, God doesn't change his word, but he changes his method. Israel before walked under the cloud and they were fed by manna. And they obeyed the law. Now, Jesus is saying, you got to eat my flesh and drink my blood. He says, I am the manna that fell down from heaven. He now is is, is the word of God. He spoke in one place and said, I am. And they wanted to throw him off the cliff. So Jesus was showing them and, and revealing to Nicodemus, giving him a revelation that Nicodemus was totally puzzled about. Because what? He was, he was outside-minded rather than inside-minded. And that's how we receive more of Jesus when we come to him and with, with in humility and in praise and in worship. Knowing that he is able to keep you. One of my favorite verses, and and I I keep it on my mind, that as ye have come unto Christ, as we came to Christ, so walk ye in him. How did we come to Christ? We came to him in faith and in humility. Jesus said, "If you you must come as a little child. How does a little child come? Dependent on mom and dad. Daddy, can you help? Daddy, I, I need help. My grandbaby sometimes she will say, uh, I need help. Papa, I need help. If she can't reach something, uh, she's tired of walking when I'm walking, she'd, she'd hold her hands up and say, Papa, pick me up. Sometimes we need to, when, when you're feeling so distraught, when you come to a place where, you know, you you're, you're, you're feel like you've reached the end of your road and you don't know where to go, who to turn to, lift your hand and say, I'll help. Father, help. I need your comfort. I need your word. And one of the greatest scriptures he's ever given me was, and, and all the scriptures are great, but I know for me, my favorite scripture, whether it says the greatest scripture, that one of my favorite scriptures is 2 Corinthians 9, 12, 9. said, my, said my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength, is made perfect in our weakness. We have to know that Jesus is on the inside. That I am a citizen of of, of heaven. Not gonna be. See, many of us we say, "Well, one day I'm gonna." One day, never. What well, may never come. I told you the story of, my, of, of of many days. One of my 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 daughter would say she would back then she wanted a dog, and she said, "Dad, when are we gonna get a when we gonna get a puppy? I want a puppy." I said, "One day." She'd look at me and say, "Okay." She'd walk away. Time would pass, maybe months or weeks. I don't know how long it would be. She said, Daddy, I want to get a puppy. I said, one day. And then finally, I remember the last time she said it. I don't, remember how many other, I don't know how many rem- more times she came to me. But probably the last time she came, to Daddy, I want a I I dog. I said, one day. She looked at me and she said, Daddy, one day means never done it. I said, oh, she got me. And of course, sooner thereafter, I, 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 got a, I got him a puppy. I got us a puppy. But my point is that our faith is now. We are citizens of heaven now. We rest in heavenly places now. We can enjoy the glory of God now. It's not later. It's not someday. It's now. So let's, I'm going to read one more scripture. This is in uh, the book of Ephesians. I'm going to read, um, I think it's Ephesians 2 and 4. And Ephesians is, is, is can be called the book of, of, of the promises of God. The, 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 of course, these are things that God has assured us that if we will just acknowledge the thing that he's already done. The, the completed works. This is not things that God said. Well, one day I will. No, He said these are all. These things are already done. And Paul was talking to the Ephesians, telling them about their inheritance. This inheritance we can walk in it right now. So let's go to the book of Ephesians, second chapter, fourth verse. But God, who is rich in mercy, for His great love wherewith He loved us, even when we were dead in. Again some of you you may have been been you might have come to Christ when you were a child or been saved for 20 30 50 years or you might have just came last week or yesterday but in God when we were dead and that's what and see that's why you know I remember when I was a uh, unbeliever sometimes I'd pick up the bible and you know, i look, i read the word. It just didn't mean, it didn't mean anything to me. I would read it. I couldn't get any understanding out of it. And of course I pushed it away because, you know, I was reading it with a, trying to, with my own mental mind. Of course my mental, my mind, but, you know, trying to figure it out. The word of God must be revealed. And Jesus said, my word are spirit and they are life. The fleshly mind, trying to figure it out, can't figure out the love of God. It's so wide, it's so high, it's so deep. But well, let's read on. He says, fourth verse four, God who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherein he loved us, for even when we were dead in our sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. For by grace are ye saved. That sixth verse says, and has raised us up together. All of us, we've been raised up. God is always up. He's in the north. He's in the mountains but yet he's so sweet and so good that he would come down here and live as a man. Can you imagine the God of the universe coming down, lowering himself and saying, I'm going to go down and and save my children because I want to bring my children home. And he says, by grace are we saved. Sixth verse, and has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ. Today, you are, if you are a believer, have the, in Christ, you already sit in heaven. You have the glory of God in you now. Scripture says that in the last days, as we get to heaven, to the heavenlies, he said he's going to show us all the glory that was in us already. God's not He's not waiting for us to get to heaven to show us the glory. He wants to reveal his glory on earth. He wants us to walk as God. Now, we know that we are not God, but we should walk as he, as God. Psalms 82, 6 says that I'll call ye I'll call you God. Jesus quoted that same scripture and said, does not the scripture say you are God and the scripture cannot be broken? We are God. We are to walk as Christ. We are to walk as love. We are to walk as kings. Proverbs 1 28 and 1, one of my favorite scriptures now, says that, you know, that we, the righteous are bold as a lion. It doesn't mean we can order God around, but we can speak the things that God speaks. We got to say what God says. And if we say it by faith, the same God that moved for Jesus is the same God that dwells in us. And the last scripture, Romans, uh, I believe, the same book, Romans eight eleven, says, but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your bodies, your mortal bodies, your fleshly bodies, by his spirit, That dwells in you. Your state, my state, my condition is, I'm a citizen of heaven. I'm an ambassador for Christ. I am a son of the most high God. I pray you receive something out of this message today. I pray that as we talked about our current image, that what God has put into us and our positions as sons and our state as the forgiven of God, the blessed of God, that this will be a blessing to you. And if you're not saved today, I pray that you will receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. And I'm going to pray that prayer and then blessings upon those who are in this uh, listening to this podcast. Father, we pray for any of our, anyone who desires to be saved today. I pray you repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you now. You know the life that I've lived, And yet, Lord Jesus, you died for me. Lord, I give you my life because you have forgiven me of all of my sins. And Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died for me on the cross and you shed your blood for me. Now I receive you as my Lord, as my Savior. And I ask you now to come into my life. And I believe even now, as I receive you by faith, I am a part of the family of God, and Lord, we just pray for any believer that's also listening. We pray, Lord, for the healing of their body, for the prosperity of their souls, Lord God, for the uplifting of their spirit. for if we prosper on the inner, in the inner man, the inside man will give evidence of in the outside man, for you have called us Lord as kings and priests, and I pray, Lord God. For the healing for those who are sick today. We command, Lord God, sickness and disease, Lord God, to loose these bodies. We command, Lord God, that, that hearts will be opened, Lord God. That hearts will be regulated. Beats will come to order. That eyes, oh God, will see. Ears that would pop open. For we pray, Lord Jesus, you are the God of more than enough. And we pray for healing and deliverance for your people. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I just thank you for joining the broadcast today. I pray, join us again for journeys in.